And we're back with vaccine researcher Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. And breaking news on this Wednesday afternoon, COVID infections breaking records in parts of Europe, and that is prompting health experts there to rethink booster shots. And Dr. Gorfinkel, let's get your thoughts on this. Are boosters uh, the key to keeping infection rates uh, down in Europe? And is this a bit of a maybe cautionary tale for us in Canada and the rest of the world? The data is really clear on what happens over time if we don't get the booster shot. So say you have two shots and you're going strong. That's fine until you reach about month five after dose two. So it's now five months after the second dose. And what we see is a sharp drop in how prevented you are from getting the disease from the vaccines. The problem is it drops by about half when it comes to mild to moderate disease. In other words, you're only half as protected to mild to moderate disease. Now, fortunately, you're still protected against winding up in a hospital, but if you know, you'd still get mild to moderate disease. So what's the problem with that? You become a person who can spread the disease to others, to others who aren't vaccinated. And that's the that's the problem. This is almost certainly going to prove to be a three-dose series for everybody and not a two-dose. I hate to say it, but Israel was probably right in saying three doses are needed. All right, so having said that, do we need to expand the eligibility when it comes to boosters? Should they be more widely available sooner rather than later, if indeed we're all going to need eventually a a third shot, a booster shot? Now, now, Jeff, you don't need to light the fire under me further on this. I am incensed. I am angry that I cannot give a prescription to my high-risk patients over 50. I think it's utter nonsense. The pharmacies are swimming in vaccination supply. That is not the problem. Yes, they'll get around to it at some point. I worry that that point could be too late. I wanna vaccinate all of my high-risk patients over 50 yesterday, frankly. I wanna give them that booster shot. And they wanna take it. And the problem is the pharmacies have it. We are waiting for that legislation to happen. And usually I'm one who really likes to go along, you know, this is all reasonable, but I think at this point, we know the data is there. We should be vaccinating these individuals. All right. So what is the future of uh, vaccines? Do we even know? I mean, if we're talking about a third uh, booster shot, are we going to need maybe a fourth, six, eight months from that third shot? Uh, What is the future when it comes to uh, vaccination against COVID? I think it's fair to say that, yes, it's a three-dose series, and COVID is here to stay. I think the hope of getting to COVID zero is pretty much a dream at this point. The number of cases in the world are just too great. And on top of it, the virus is changing. And as we've seen, like with Delta, it's becoming far more transmissible. It's also becoming better at at escaping the vaccines we now have. So what does that mean? It means we need to be preparing now. We need to be planning now for next year's vaccines. So what I'm hoping for is a system similar to what we see for influenza, which is such an incredibly beautiful world cooperation. I mean, this is a joyous event. It's, it's, of course, nobody talks about it, but it's kind of cool how 112 different countries, proud to be Canadian, we're one of them, gives its data on exactly who's having what variant. And the World Health Organization basically says, okay, these are the top variants, this top strains, that's what's going to go into our influenza vaccine. And you know what? That same thing could happen with COVID-19. 
All right. Uh, finally, we want to talk about uh, this uh, survey that was released, I believe, uh, yesterday that says, Dr. Gorfinkel, almost half of Canadians plan to abandon social distancing during holiday gatherings, that they're going to hug, kiss, shake hands with uh, friends and family, and uh, also will uh, drop uh, masking uh, requirements. Just how concerning is this? How concerning is the upcoming holidays? I think that that finding holds hands with two other findings in the poll. You know, it's the 50-50-50 rule that they found. Not only are they planning on gathering, they're not afraid of catching the virus. That's 50%. And 50%, 51% actually, felt that the worst of the pandemic is now over. And I think we cannot assume that. What concerns me is that people don't realize we've got a constellation of things going on. We have waning immunity. In other words, the we talked about this just now, that it's not as effective as it was. On top of it, we have the specter of Delta Plus. We have Delta, so that's a serious problem. We have a large percentage of the population, about a quarter of Canadians, still have yet to be vaccinated. You know, so we cannot take that for granted. I was reading an interesting article in the New York Times, and they were basically saying, when is a pandemic truly over? Is it over when health authorities declare it over? And they were saying, maybe not. It may be over when people themselves decide they've just had enough. Mm. And that worries me. Yeah, as dangerous as the virus is, maybe just as dangerous right now is our complacency or is complacency out there about it? It's called COVID fatigue. You know, how much, how much can people take? You know, at some point, people just want to strip off the masks, uh, you know, getting really dry anyway, and just go out and party, party, party. But what we see and what Europe is teaching us only too well, that vaccinations cannot be relied on to be the main gig. I'm sorry, we got to keep up the mitigation, especially over the holidays. I get the importance of gathering, but why can't we keep those masks on? Fine, eat, but try to keep the window open a crack a little bit. Try to keep the numbers down a little bit, because otherwise we can't expect to see a spike in cases afterward. All right. Got to leave it there for this week. Vaccine researcher, family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel joins us each and every Wednesday. A pleasure as always, doctor. Thanks so much for this. Many thanks. And we're back after a break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.